0: Hi, and welcome to Islington Baptist Church's podcast. This is where you'll find our weekly Bible talks from our church service every Sunday. We hope you enjoy and you might like to leave us a review or rating. But today we're focusing on this passage uh, particularly on those central words about the partnership of the gospel. And before we come to God's word, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask you now, Lord, that as we open up your word, as your word speaks into our hearts, we pray for one more thing that you will change our hearts to be hearts like yours. We pray this in your name. Amen. Shirley and I have been married for over 30 years. And we've done many things in those 30-plus uh, years. Uh, we've, uh, we actually have two children, and the last one's getting married on Saturday. You're listening. That's great. Um, so we, we have done some things uh, together. We do things on our own as well, and uh, that's been uh, exciting. Some of the work that we do at the college is one of the great things we do together. Uh, and one of the exciting stories was uh, how we ended up ending up I was a country pastor in uh, in Wellington uh, New South Wales in between Orange and Dubbo and uh, a service not dissimilar to this one there was a a visiting speaker from Myanmar Burma and uh, he was uh, he he would come across some of our people who had visited the country he got an invite he came and he spoke and afterwards as pastors often do we were chatting and uh, I'd just finished my master's program, and and he was desperately short of teachers. He said, it would be a good idea for you to come. Uh, Of course, I couldn't come and teach full time, but uh, I was able to go for a a few weeks. Shirley accompanied me on that uh, journey. Uh, Some wise people said it'd be good to see what was going on for Gary over there. Um, But as all things, uh, you don't end up going on one of those trips without having a job to do. So what happened was that uh, Shirley was uh, busily working around doing a little bit of uh, library work, That's her, that was her professional qualification, and fixing up his library, uh, and then this conversation happened in, in, uh, in uh, what was his house, what was his office, what was everything, that was a small college, but he. Um, uh, there was this finer part of grammar that was eluding him, how do I communicate this? And... Uh, it didn't help. It was a, an Indian text, an Indian language textbook and uh, Shirley was not agreeing with all of the finer points. Uh, so as they were arguing about this, he finally said, well, why don't you teach it? <laughs> and that became her journey into mission, into going and uh, where we go. She teaches English. I teach Old Testament. And uh, it's, uh, it's, we've been doing that for, well, 20 years plus now. Uh, you see... God does better when he puts us together. The Old Testament, the writer of Ecclesiastes, says two are better than one. And it's a great image, not only in a marriage, but it's a great image of what God does in partnership. And so partnering in life and ministry is something that we value, but also it's at the heart of the gospel message. It's heart of what Paul uh, is proclaiming in this uh, particular Uh, particular passage. But most importantly, when we start to think about partnering, is to think about Paul himself. I don't know, when I was young, uh, in in Sunday school, and the parts of the uh, the scripture I really enjoyed, was hearing about him and his adventures. He was always the guy that seemed to be out there. He was always the one that was taking the gospel to To Europe or to Asia. He was planting churches here, there. He was always the one even seemingly getting into trouble and uh, persecuted in that sort of stuff. And so when I had an image as a a much younger Christian, he was this lone ranger out there. But when you come to a passage like this, you start to realise Paul is a part of a much bigger team. He doesn't do it all on his own. Of course, God is always with him, but he also has people around him that support him in important ways. When you turn in your, your scriptures to 2 Corinthians 8, you read there about the church in Jerusalem having a hard time. Uh, the persecution had happened, difficulties were happening. And Paul was a part of this venture to encourage the churches that had received to give back to the central church, the the church in Jerusalem where the gospel emanated out from. And in that sense, uh, Paul was a part of this, about sharing. You see that beautiful, beautiful reading. I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You see, Paul valued that partnership. If you turn in your, your Bible to 1 Timothy and 1 and 2, there you have the heartfelt relationship between Paul and a, a son in the faith. He valued Timothy, not just as a, as a helper, but a partner in that sense, in the ministry. This is, 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 is the message. This is the heart of the message. Not only does Paul value relationships in partnering, but also does God. He puts us together because indeed we can do more together when we partner together than we can just on our own. Uh, I've got 30 years of pastoral experience uh, here in Australia, and now some in in, in Malawi as well, of course. But uh, we worked in four different congregations over that time. And again, the congregations work best together when they're working together. That sense of partnering, in the sense of the gospel, that's the heart of the church. Indeed, that's what the gospel is about. As we share, as we work together. But when we think about the gospel message, we also need to understand what is at the heart of partnerships for us as Christians. In John chapter 13, 34 to 35, we read these words, a new commandment, I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. You see, there's many reasons, many motivations why people want to partner together. There's many uh, law firms in in Newcastle. Many of them uh, have partners that work in different aspects of law. And as they work together, their aim is not only to give a quality service, but it's also ultimately to make money out of it. Um, Indeed, Australia is a small uh, nation. We are a large uh, landmass, a large island, uh, but in terms of the world, we're still very small. We need to rely on other partnerships for security in a global sense. And so partnership is developed for mutual support and encouragement to, to mutual defence. But for us as Christians, when we go with a gospel message, we partner out a sense of love. God loved us so much he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for your sins and for mine. You see, we don't come as arrogant people. We come out, of in that sense, of people with love, expressing God's love, showing God's love in practical ways. And that's at the heart of, of, the, the, of our partnership. I, I know uh, when we were in Wellington for, for 18 and a half years, uh, there was seldom a week where there was not a knock on the door, someone was asking for something. Whether it was a beggar asking for for food or one of the people in the community, whether it was a mission organisation or someone else asking us to get alongside of them, to partner with them and supply their needs. I know there is that great great strain. Even in Malawi, when we were there earlier in the year, we knew and heard about the financial pressures that so many Australians are under. Now, I can assure you Malawi people can certainly uh, stand aside alongside of you with that. They feel that pressure too. But in that sense, there are as many pressures on you as a church. And so when, as we come representing Baptist Mission Australia, we always want to say thank you for the support that you give, but also understand that, it, that what we do in Malawi is that expression of your love for the Malawian people, for our students and for the nation. And so we say thank you. We also need to understand that the ultimate part of our goal, of our mission, the ultimate goal of our partnership comes out of words that Jesus said. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we read there the commission, the great commission that Jesus spoke to his disciples. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You see, we are people that partner in this great commission. It was given by Jesus to his disciples and it was given to his church and it is given to this church and uh, indeed the worldwide church to continue that great commission of sharing God's love to this world. Uh, The college and the students in Malawi are a part of that great commission. Indeed, one of the intriguing stories of that great commission in Malawi is a a gentleman by the name of uh, Dr. David Livingston uh, went through that country over a couple of hundred years ago and in that time he went and the people that helped him were two Malawian um, uh, helpers in that sense amongst uh, so much of his journey. In fact some missiologists would suggest they may have been the only two converts he actually had in uh, that first mission trip. But these are these tribal people that uh, support him actually came from a particular tribal group, and they were—they're called the Yao's. Now, the Yao's uh, come from another religious background, uh, but um, but indeed they're at the heart of the story why Baptist Mission Australia uh, are there in Malawi today. Um, they are still a least rich people group is one of the expressions we use there because of their. Religious background, they are not always very receptive to the gospel message. Um, some of the colleagues that when I went through Theo College with, they were some of the first missionaries that went uh, into that field and uh, to share the gospel. And uh, indeed, there's been this uh, great um, uh, movement by God, of not only of moving Australians' hearts to go. And now they're starting to see those first shoots, those, those shoots as people come to faith and faith communities are starting to grow in, in Malawi. But they need trained pastors. They need people to go. And uh, indeed, there is a big story still uh, to, to, to continue. Um, the, the, it, it's, it's, it's a hard work. It's a tough work. Uh, but last year we were fortunate enough to... Uh, to come across one of our students, uh, we'll call him Philip. Philip was a um, had been through the college, and uh, he uh, he got a two year certificate course and went and was called to go as a church planter into the southern part of Malawi. That's Lake Malawi. That's uh, that's that's Philip, and uh, obviously he's baptising. Uh, he's had some great some great uh, success in the sense of growing a church, planting a church and growing a church and seeing people come to faith. The problem is the area that he works in and the communities committed to, as we say, come from another religious background. And Indeed, in the current context, there are people coming from the Arabian Peninsula down uh, trying to help uh, the, them to maintain that faith. The problem is we have Christians and this other faith group Uh, With struggles. It's not dissimilar to other parts of the world, but uh, Philip's finding it hard. And so he decided to come back to college because he needed to be upskilled to train so that he can uh, better learn how to share the good news of Jesus Christ with these people that still need to accept the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, one of the interesting things about Philip's work is that this last semester he's doing his thesis and uh, he's actually doing some work on people uh, on, uh, on the, the missionaries that have already come their successes and failures so he's actually currently talking to some of our missionaries about our mission because our mission has worked in the same area the same people group and, uh, and uh, Philip is, uh, is being trained because he wants to go back he wants to be more successful to face the challenges that are growing challenges in his part of the world so that more people can come to faith that is the sense of partnership that's what uh, what we are here today to talk about that's what the gospel talks about that sense of partnership between Paul and the Jerusalem church Paul and the other churches in um, in Asia and the and the, the links across the church we' are here today to ask you to continue that partnership, to go in that same long line of of supporting of what Australian Baptists have done before and what we are doing at this point in time. Because of that that support through Baptist churches in Australia, Philip will finish, we believe in faith, will finish that uh, that course. He's still got some financial goals, so any help was always appreciated. But nevertheless, that is, the, uh, that is the, the, the desire of these students. They want to be trained. They want to be equipped. When Australians go to Malawi, uh, people like ourselves, we've been going since 2016, and we can greet you in, uh, in the local language, uh, one of the local languages, I should say. Uh, but uh, when you train a local and they know the language, they know the culture, they can share the good news of Jesus Christ and they, in an in, in a appropriate way. He just needs the training. And we have many students just the same that want to do that. Our prayer today is that uh, you keep praying for our students. Keep praying for them as they go out into these tough places and share the good news of Jesus Christ. But as I said before, not only do they not take your support or encouragement or prayers for granted, but there is also the sense that... They also understand, as we understand, the mission that God has given you here in Islington, in this great area of Newcastle. Beautiful place, lovely place. I know uh, we always love coming back to Newcastle, not only because of family, but it is a lovely place. But there are still people that need the good news of Jesus Christ. They still need to hear it, maybe for the first time, or the first time in a meaningful way. And so... Let us assure you that as we ask you to pray for our students, also be aware they'll be praying for you and we'll be praying for you because our experience in Australia is mission is not getting any easier. It's getting tougher. But we have a great message. We have a great commission. And indeed, let us partner together to see that commission, that great commission being fulfilled here in Newcastle. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the great almighty God. And so, Lord, we come today and, Lord, we come in that sense, giving you thanks that you have called us into your kingdom. And, Lord, so many of us here today can uh, share their story of uh, being faithful followers used you for, uh, for years upon years. And yet, Lord, we are conscious we are conscious lord of those that are passing by uh, this uh, this church this morning and many of them lord uh, still have yet to bow the knee so lord we pray for this church we pray that you empower its people we pray lord that you raise them up that you equip their pastor and their pastors lord to uh, to work not only in the English congregation but the the Chinese congregation. Lord, we pray that you will empower them to reach out into their community in season and out of season. Encourage them when things are difficult. Lord, equip them so that they may better be able to share that good news. And Lord, we pray that not just here in Newcastle, not just in Malawi but across the world, you will grow your church. We pray this in your name, Lord Jesus. I'm in.